0: Verse 13 through 16, y'all have that? All right, let's read together, ready, read. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. We're talking again tonight on this part two, Lifestyle Evangelism. Lifestyle Evangelism part two. Father God, thank you tonight for the word. We receive it with thanksgiving. Tonight, Lord, let your word go forth unhindered, unchecked by any outside force. Let tonight every person... Have hearing ears and seeing eyes to receive your word. Let our hearts, Lord, conceive that which you give to us. By faith we understand, and Lord, we put our faith in motion and we begin to walk out that which we hear tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So 2019, the year of abundant manifestation. The year. A year of visitation. Amen? And so we've been talking again about God visiting his people. I'm just reviewing. God visits his people this year in phenomenal ways, really from here on out. And in his visitation, God will be fulfilling prophetic promises that he's made to his people over the years. Amen? And there have been things God has said to us, things God has spoken in our lives many years ago. Some of you, you've, you've had in the past a glimpse of your future. Maybe nobody. Some of you, you've had a glimpse of your future. Some of you have had a glimpse of your future. Come on now. When you lay down at night and you dream, it's not just a dream. Many times God has given you a glimpse of your future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And one thing that happens to people is they get frustrated because... When you have a prophetic word and you gotta have have had a glimpse of your future and things come along in life and you like I feel like I'm you know I'm kind of behind the eight ball I've kind of I'm kind of like behind the 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 on on the plan behind schedule and so forth uh, you get frustrated but I'm here to make sure you know tonight that your life is right on schedule your life is right on schedule God's plan for your life is going. As planned. It's moving along as planned. You know, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Psalm 37. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Over in Proverbs, it says, a man may plan his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. So you and I, we get our little five year plan. Nobody else but me. You get our little 10 year plan. By by the time I turn 23. Come on, some of y'all help me out. By the time I turn 30. Here's my plan. So you may plan your way, but the Lord directs your steps. See, God doesn't need your little five-year plan, your little 10-year plan. The whole reason why people do the five-year, 10-year plan get themselves all in trouble is because they think they're going to die at 70 and 80. So I got to make sure I'm, I'm ready to retire at 52. Because they only got, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 17 more years to live, and I got to have everything finished. Who said so? Who said so? We're working on 175. Don't you mean 120, Pastor? No, 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 I'm talking about Abraham, my father. 175. So there's, there's no rush. Who says you got to finish college in four years? I'm meddling right now. Who says you got to finish college in four years? You know what people do when they tell you got to finish college in four years? You go borrow all kind of money. Because you got the pressure. I got to finish it in four years. Well, God, that's because it's called a four year degree why that's what they call it amen I'm just saying to you be encouraged everything is going according to plan Everything's right on schedule God has a timing In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 to everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven so there's a time that God has that he's moving in, and we're in God's timing now. I've been preaching that ever, ever since uh, we were uh, started Rosh Hashanah last year. We're in God's timing, God's season. So God's moving things right along at his pace, on his schedule. And, and we, the only thing we got to be, be careful of now uh, is to not lag behind because when God starts moving, remember Isaiah 60, verse 22, he says, I will hasten it in its time. So when the time comes, now things start moving real fast. And you and I have to be careful to not lag behind and begin to move at God's speed so we can keep up with God. Remember he said last year, take the brakes off. So God's moving everything right on time, amen? Now, so we talked about how we've reached, many of us and and the rest of us are gonna reach critical mass and cross over the tipping point this year, right? Six things I gave you, believing. 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 If you don't get believing now, we can skip the rest. Because the rest don't even matter if you're not believing. Remember what I told you, that man, if you're reading in the, in the uh, contemporary English version, 2 Kings 7 verse 2, that man who heard the word from the Lord said, I don't believe it. And many times in our, in our lives, we may not say it with our mouths, but our actions show, I don't believe it. Amen? Yes. But I need you to believe what everything, everything God is saying to us this year. Amen? Yes. So we're believing, then we're praying. Yes. We're praying in faith. Yes. So we got to be believing. Yes, we're sowing. Yes. But we're sowing in faith. Yes, so we got to be believing. Yes. To pray without faith is wishing. Yes. Yes. The Bible doesn't say what things of you desire when you wish. Says, what well, things have you desire when you pray? So to pray without believing is wishing. To sow without faith, without believing is gambling. And many people in the body of Christ have been gambling with their seed. Because they don't really believe them. They're gonna let me try, come on, come on, give me, give me five, come on, give me ten, 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 come on, come, give me twenty. You might as well be in the casino. Ain't that what the old folk call it casino? I know it's the casino. Might as well be right in the corner spending $20 on a lottery ticket. Because when you sow, you got to sow in faith. Everybody say in faith. you got to say something. When you speak, when you declare, it's got to be in faith. Amen? Whatever you're doing, your faith actions, they've they got to be faith actions. When you're praising God, your praise needs to be in faith. Expecting, amen? Now, what we said was your praise invites God to come and visit you. Praise invites God to visit the earth. Praise invites God to come and make, have a habitation in the earth. Uh, Psalm 22 verse 3 says God is enthroned in the praises of his people Israel. Or he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we want God to visit, we've got to praise him. I told your son, I'm going to tell you again. This little panty and little patty cake praise ain't going to cut it. Now we need a visitation. We got to praise God like, like it's our last time. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You got to get a little crazy with your praise. At least every once in a while. I mean, if you, you praise God and your wig's still tight. <laughs> now, you may, you may have done your wig real good. You might, you know, those good soans can handle crazy praise. Praise God. Glory to God. Leave that alone, pastor. But praise invites God to visit the earth. It invites God to visit our lives. And whenever God visits, he will do what he said he will do. Whenever God visits, you can have, have prophetic words, prophetic promises, but when he visits, he'll do what he said he'll do. In, uh, in uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, verse 10, In Jeremiah 29, verse 10, God says, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, he says, I'm going to visit you, and then I'm going to perform that good word that I spoke to you. He says, when I visit you, I'll perform that good word that I spoke to you. So we need a visitation. Genesis 21, verse 1. I want you to get on the screen for me, please. Genesis 21 and verse 1. Y'all know this. Just, just, Just indulge me for a minute. You know, Bible scholars. Genesis 21. And verse 1, as, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did, Indeed. here it is again, perform for Sarah as he had spoken. So there's something he had spoken, but he didn't do it till he visited. Y'all, y'all not even catch this. There are things he had spoken, but he didn't do it till he visited. That's why we need visitation. Because the things that God has spoken to us over the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, even, they're going to be manifest through visitation. Y'all got it? Then look, stay right there. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. Well, what had he spoken? And what did he do? For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the. At the. Say it again, at the what? set time of which God had spoken to him. So there was a set time for the promise. So in that set time, God visited and made sure that the word came to pass. Y'all got it? Stay right there in chapter 21. Look down at verse uh, five. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Verse six. And now when he first got the word, he was 75. 25 years later, the Lord finally. (laughs) And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. God has made me laugh. Now remember, what's Isaac's name? What? (laughs) Thank you. I asked the the wrong question. The question I was gonna ask was, what was the son's name? But y'all smarty pants, boy, y'all are so smart. I give y'all a hand. I give y'all a. You've been taught well. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening pretty well too. So Isaac's name means laughter. That was, that, that was going to be my next question. So Isaac's name means laughter. So she said, God has made me laugh. Comma. Watch her life evangelize. And all who hear will laugh at me. What now they have been laughing at her. That'll help that help the leader right there. They have been laughing at her. Because watch this. Right here, she's called Sarah. When she first comes on the scene, she's named Sarah. But God comes along in Genesis, uh, I believe it's chapter 15, and changes her name from Sarai to Sarah, which is talking about her. Now she's going to have some children. She's going to be a mother and so forth. So she has to walk around. Even Abram's name was changed, changed from Abram to Abraham. They have to go around using this name that talk about them having children when they have no children. So, when they say, Welcome into a place and say, Hey, my name is Abraham, we're in Abraham and Sarah, people looking for the kids. Come on. Come on. Your, your name is what? Abraham and Sarah. What? So they, <laughs> y'all, y'all don't get it. They're, they're laughing at them. He called his name Abraham. <laughs> Talking about God told him. He's to called her name Sarah. And, you know, I haven't had have no children. Old dried up self, look at her. So those, they had been laughing at her, but once the manifestation came, now they're going to be laughing with her. All who hear. So those who heard get a revelation through her manifestation because in verse one, God visited her. Y'all with me on that? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Now, so if and when there's a divine visitation, we get abundant manifestation, and the world gets a revelation, right? Because the world doesn't walk by faith, they walk by sight. They don't look on the heart, they look on the outward appearance. All right, now, so here's what I want you to understand. If we will let him, if we let, capital, all caps, let him, God will bless us until the world gets a revelation, Oh, you hear what I'm saying? And and I'm putting the impetus on us. If we'll let him, because he wants to do it, he's been trying to do it. But we haven't let him. Now y'all looking, I'll let him, God can do whatever he wants to. No, not as long as you have that mind. Not as long as you haven't renewed your mind and you keep thinking that way. Not as long as you keep putting your trust in the world and the world system, then you're not letting him do it. Because he's not going to let anybody or anything else get his glory. So he's not going to let you work two systems and him prosper you like this. Y'all going to make me take my jacket off on y'all. He's not going to let you work two systems because if you work two systems, he's not going to get all the glory. He's looking for those. He's going to show himself uh, strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. So when he can find somebody whose heart is God, I'm sold out for you. I'm going with you and nothing else. I'm going whole hog for you. If if faith won't get it, I won't have it. God, if you won't do it, I won't have it done. And when you get that kind of crazy person, (laughs) then God can begin to show up and show out in your life and he wants to do it, but we have to let him. Tell your neighbor, you have to let him do it. Let him do it. Tell him, let him, do it. let him do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants the world to get, re- get a revelation. Of what? That he's real. He's alive. And he's a good God. Tell your neighbor, he's a good God. He's a good God. Tell somebody else, he's a good God. Now, you know it, and I know it. But the world doesn't know it. The world thinks God is making people sick. The world thinks God is sending tornadoes and hurricanes. The world thinks God is sending earthquakes. The world thinks God's killing little babies. The world thinks that kind of stuff. They need a revelation. And they can't get a revelation through the word y'all didn't hear. They don't get a revelation through the word. They don't get a revelation through preaching. The Bible says that the carnal man, the natural man can't receive the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. And because they don't have, they're not spiritual, they can't discern things that you and I can discern. All they can go by is what they see. So God is looking for somebody in 2019 who, who will let God exemplify his goodness through so the world can get a revelation. What am I talking to anybody in this place tonight? life? He's looking for somebody who will let him do it. Let me bless you. Let me prosper you. Let me increase you. Let me heal your body. Let me make you rich. Let me put your life back together. Let me get you out of debt. Let me get you out of lack. Let me restore you. Let me rebuild your life. Let me do it. And you're going to laugh? And everybody who's going to be around you, they going to laugh with you. Glory to God. That's what you read in Psalm 126 when it talks about, you know, when they say, you know, when the Lord turned turn our captivity, we were like them that dreamed. Our, our mouths were filled with laughter. God wants you to laugh. And he's going to make people laugh with you. They might have been laughing at you, but they're going to laugh with you. You got it? Go to Jeremiah 33 real quick. Jeremiah 33. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm down with it. Too, <laughs> hey, y'all ain't sinner. I said, I'm down with it. Y'all know, they, I, they probably don't even use those kind of terminology today. What do what they say now, the young people? What they, I'm cool with that. I'm about that. I'm about that. Is that right? I'm about that. All right, God, I'm about that. God, I'm about that. Whatever you wanna do, Lord, I'm about that. You wanna make me young as a spring chicken, I'm about that. You wanna beautify me with salvation, I'm about that. You wanna make me rich beyond my wildest dreams, God, I'm about that. You want to anoint my head with oil, and make my cup run over, God? I'm about that. I'm about that. Come on, high five somebody. Tell them I'm about that. Ask them, tell them I'm about it, about it, I'm about it, about it. That's, that's old school, ain't it? I'm about it, about it, about it, I'm about it, about it. Hey, I'm about it, about it. God, looking for somebody who about it, about it. I'm serious. I'm serious. Who's going to let me bless you to the whole world? Take to know. I ain't talking about your job. Because nobody impressed by your check. You ain't impressed by your check. Ain't nobody else impressed by your check.
1: Talk about way beyond that,
0: man. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Come on. I want to show you now. I want to show you things that are part and parcel on to or of lifestyle evangelism. Perfect. Jeremiah 33, first of all, verse 3, God says, call to me and I will answer you and show you what? What kind of things? So God don't ever talk small. He don't ever talk cheap. He don't talk, he don't talk minimal. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He don't talk minimal. I heard heard my spiritual dad say, he said many times the reason why many of us, we, we say we ain't hearing God, is because we're we not, we not hearing great and mighty. We're trying to hear small stuff, and God ain't talking small stuff. He said, call to me and, and I will answer you, and when I ask you, I'm going to show you great and mighty things. Yes. Yes. Now, I don't know, one of y'all have to check it for me. That word great might be the Hebrew word gadow. I'm not sure. Might be Gadol, G-A-D-O-W-L. I didn't check it. I'm just. Right. Am I right? Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost knows. It's Gadol, which talking about large and quantity and number, and mass and size and in magnitude, yes. intensity, intensity. intensity loud, loud yeah. distinguished, important. This is what God said when I talk to you, this is what I'm talking about. Your, your people, there's come a time they're going to go and spend 400 years in bondage in this other nation that they don't Verse 6. I want to show you what goes into what's part and parcel of your lifestyle evangelism. Verse 6, he says, Behold, I will bring it health and healing. So, health and healing are part of your lifestyle evangelism. When people can see you and know you're the, we're the same age, we went to school together. Come on now. Have y'all seen anybody that you graduated with? You went to school with them? Glory to God. And they look like they used to be your teacher, not your classmate. Like what the what happened to them? Nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to them. Nothing. That's the normal course of nature. Y'all miss what I said. Nothing happened to them. Something happened to you. Boy, y'all missing on this side. Nothing happened to them. Something happened to you. The curse is out there. They follow the normal course of nature. But you, he beautified you with salvation. He renewed your youth like the eagles. That's your benefit. He brought you health and healing. So what they're dying of, of, you're getting over and walking past and saying, no, I'm still here. And your healthy lifestyle evangelizes folk. Everybody say, I'm healthy. I'm, healthy. I'm healed. I'm, healed. I'm, healed. I'm, whole. I'm whole. He says, I will heal them. That's a promise right there, ladies and gentlemen. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace. That's shalom. That includes safety, protection, protection. Felicity, happiness, prosperity. I reveal an abundance of it, not a little bit of it. And truth. Verse 7, I'll cause the captives of Judah and the captives of Israel to return and will rebuild. Rebuild. Everybody say, rebuild. So being rebuilt is part of your lifestyle. To be restored. The Bible says in Psalm 103 that he redeems our lives from destruction. So when somebody can see you and know you, you were strung out like the next joker was strung out. How are you doing so good now? And you were strung out in the same hole, in the same corner, in the same pit, at the same house I was. How you spent eight, nine, ten years in jail and now you're doing good and I'm still struggling because when I came back to him, he rebuilt my life. I'm not talking to anybody in this place tonight. He's a restorer and a rebuilder. And your life, your life, your lifestyle, your rebuilt lifestyle is an evangelistic tool to minister to people. They get a revelation. Oh, how you did that? What, you went back to school? No, I wasn't school. (laughs) Somebody hooked you up? No, nobody hooked me up. I gave my life to Jesus. And he changed my life. He he redeemed my life from destruction. Verse 8, I will cleanse them from all their iniquity. By which they have sinned against me and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned and by which they have transgressed against me. Being forgiven is part and parcel of your evangelistic lifestyle. Oh, I don't know if y'all understand how important it is to know you are forgiven. I wish I had the right people. To know all the dirt you did Look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor, it ain't you, it's your neighbor. All the dirt that they did, they did some dirt. They did some underhanded, crooked stuff that they don't, if we, they don't want us to put the testimony on the screen for everybody to see the testimony, no. They don't want no videos of the testimony. Yeah, good thing there wasn't no iPhones and Instagram back in those days and all that kind of, Snapchat was all, it wasn't around, thank you Lord, it wasn't around. Because if people would have snapped some stuff, boy, you wouldn't even let me preach to you today if you had seen my snaps. But to know that you know, that you know, that you know that you have been forgiven and now all that guilt is gone, all the shame is gone, all the condemnation is gone. He has purged our conscience clean. to know I may have done what they said I did, but I am not who they say I am. That's all my used to be. See, I know we we can overlook that. No, he said, I will cleanse from all their iniquity if we confess our sins to him. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness and to cleanse us. So we get cleansed. You see now why is that important? How is that evangelistic? Because there are people who walk or walk around who have done the same things you've done. And they're under the oppression of guilt and shame. And they can't lift their heads up. They can't function. They can't They 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 they, they can't they can't get their, their thoughts together. Opportunity comes their way. God sends opportunity their way and they, their, their guilt won't even let them receive the goodness of God. And you walk around with your forgiven self. Somebody shout, I know I'm forgiven. I know, forgiven. I know I've been washed. I know, I know I've been made clean. I know I've been made clean. And changed. I know I've been changed. The angels in heaven don't shine. I know I've been changed. I know I've been changed. Hallelujah, I'm being transformed by the ring of my mind. I'm being transformed into the same image from glory, Some glory. I'm forgiven. Just take a moment. Just thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven. (laughs) Shut up, devil. I'm forgiven. Shut up, devil. I'm forgiven. Shut your mouth. I'm forgiven. Get out of here, devil. I'm forgiven. Thank you Lord, Woo! that forgiveness. The Bible says we have forgiveness of sins. That forgiveness is a freedom, Angie. That forgiveness is a freedom. I can stand fast, therefore, in the liberty whereby Christ has made me free and not be entangled again with the uncle bondage because I'm forgiven. And I know I am. And I know I am. See, when you're, when you're forgiven and know you're forgiven, you can receive healing. You can receive prosperity. You can receive gifts of God let me ask you a question. On, you ever see anybody you may have experienced this and may, may have happened to you or, or through you that uh, you ever uh, did somebody dirt or somebody did somebody dirt to you and you can go to have a conversation with them and because you know they have that guilt in them yeah. they can't hardly even look at you yeah. right. Right. Or you can't hardly even look at them right. Right. Yeah. so th- they can't hardly receive what you're saying or, or you can't hardly receive what they're saying right. Right. It, it's, just, just, it's a watch, just, just forget right. it and so there are people walking around Christians who don't understand the, 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 the cleansing power of the blood. That they've, they've reduced the blood to atonement. All atonement does is cover. But we're not in the atonement covenant. We're in the cleansing covenant where all of our sins have been washed away. What can wash away my sin, deep? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. <laughs> so now, when I come to the Father, I don't come with con- a, condemned, a condemned heart. I come to him in confidence. Father, it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer and I come in the confidence knowing that God, I enter in through the blood of Jesus, through the holy way that's been made for me, I'm forgiven, I'm washed, and God, I enter in knowing that whatever I ask you, I receive. Because I'm clean. Y'all sit down, sit down. Sit down. See, that's big, man. That's big. See, it's a different, it's a different kind of kind of fellowship when you know when the air is clear. Am I right about this? See, you can have, you know, husband and wife or whatever siblings when, when that there's been some kind of you know mistreatment or whatever the case is, whatever, 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 whatever. And 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 if 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 the husband or the wife does it doesn't have the assurance that they're forgiven, that's they're they're always kind of on eggshells. Yeah. 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 Gotta be kind of careful how you step, how you say something, how you do something I don't want to come across the wrong, because I'm not confident that I'm, I'm forgiven, forgiven. He says he forgive me, she says she forgive me, but uh, you know, I'm, it's still acting kind of funny. God never acts kind of funny. When God forgives you, he forgives you completely and he clears the air right away. So you can, I can, can come boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy and obtain help in time of need. I'm glad I'm forgiven. Glad I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can I keep going? Verse 9. So we've looked at the health, at the healing, at the abundance of peace and truth. At the fact that now here we are, we've, we've been restored in verse, verse 7. Yeah. Verse 8, we've been cleansed and forgiven. Yeah. Now look at verse 9. Yeah. Then it shall be to me a name of joy and praise and an honor in the earth. Honor before all nations of the earth, rather, who shall hear. Now they've already heard about all the healing. All the health. All the peace and truth. They heard about how you got to restore life. But watch this. Watch, watch 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 when they tremble. Watch what's gonna make them tremble. It said, when they hear all the good that I do to them, they shall fear Gonna make them shake, Elise. How you living like that, girl? When they hear shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity. Now we ain't just talking about your health no more. We're talking about boys the total package now. It's, mom, it's the total package. It's one thing that, to, to, to have money and, you, and you're sick. It's one thing to be sick, to, to be healed and you're broke. But what happens when you heal and you're healthy and you got peace? and you've been rebuilt and you walk around forgiven you don't have your head down you don't have your shoulders down you got your shoulders squared got your head up and you got plenty of money then they Say, Whoa. Oh, say the world said here right here right here they see they ain't fear and tremble yet till we get to this part Now, see, yeah, because, see, you can fake it. I heard Brother Dr. Leroy say you can fake it with all that healing stuff. Some folk heal just, you know, they, they walk around hunting because they eat, they eat real good and they exercise three times a day, and, you know, they do all that kind of stuff. But you can't fake it when it comes to money. Oh, you, y'all, you can't fake it when it comes to Either you got it or you don't. In the world, they call it the haves and the have-nots. You will no longer be part of the have-nots. I declare from this night forward, you will no longer be part of the have-nots. You're going to be part of the have. You're going to be part of the have more than enough. That Oh God, the have more than enough. I'm going to have so much that all the world going to fear and tremble when they see who is that. Big, rich, wealthy black preacher coming down the road, looking like that. Who is that? You better, you better step back. Oh, don't, 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 mess, don't mess, don't mess with them. Don't, don't mess with them over there. Now you know they got it going on, boy. You don't want to touch them over there, boy. They on a different level over there, man. They're on a different level over there in Mac House, boy. We, we, don't mess with them on. He said, this is what's going to happen. And this is all part of your lifestyle evangelism. That the world gets a revelation when they see total victory in your life, spirit, soul, and body, physically, financially, emotionally, everything tight, everything right. Who is that woman of God over there? Who they let move in our neighborhood over here? <laughs> <laughs> Sister Gary, you, you, you mess around. You, you moved to the other side. See, she moved to the other side over there. Some of y'all don't know she moved. Y'all don't know it. She and Auntie Mary, they, they got together. They move over there and they over there in Snell y'all. Snell, 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 Snell Isle. What? Mm. Who let them over here? <laughs> you better watch out because a few more of us might move in here and take over this thing. A few more of people might start buying up everything around here. <laughs> they're going to fear and tremble. Let me keep going here. Let me keep going because I want to show you more of what's part of your lifestyle evangelism. Because we just described these several things here. Look over at 2, Corinthians 2, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Glory to God. Somebody say, my lifestyle, my lifestyle is, a is a witness to the world. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Or King James says who always causes us to triumph. We can say in simple terms always gives us the victory in Christ. So you and I notice this phrase here. You can go back to the New King James 4. us. this okay? That, notice it says here always Always. So we're meant to have victory. Always. What will folk do? How will they handle you when you always win? Oh, y'all. We always win. All we do is win. How are they going to handle you? See, when, 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 uh, any of y'all like Sports. When when you get a team that you, you might oh I give you an example I give you an example everybody this past Sunday night everybody was rooting in the AFC game this American Football Conference of the NFL was rooting for Kansas City Chiefs they got this guy Patrick Mahomes as quarterback a good team. And everybody was rooting for him and said, hey, I believe, the, I believe the Chiefs got it. People saying, Pastor, what you think? And I said, you know, I would really like to see the Chiefs win, but I'm just telling you. Am, am I right? Some people ask me that. And I said, I'm just, I would like to see them win, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it's not going to go down like that. Well, why you think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're good. I said, I know they're good, but they're about to play a team that has experience Who somehow always win. They can be down by 25 points. In the fourth quarter. Super Bowl two years ago. And found a way to come back and win. I said so as much as I would like to see the Chiefs win. My gut tells me. That it's going to be the Patriots again. Oh, we're watching the game. We're sitting there watching the game and it's getting close. I'm like, oh man, yeah, the Chiefs, if they pulled ahead, yeah, we're going to pull this thing out. I said, oh no, it's too much time on the clock. I said, no. You can't leave a winner too much time. Somebody catch that. You can't leave a winner too much time. You got to kill a winner when you got him down. And the mistake the devil made with you is he didn't kill you when he had you down because he left town on the clock and God gonna make sure you always win. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I can't help it. I'm a winner. Don't be mad. I'm a winner, D. Come on, tell somebody I'm a winner. I, I just, its just what I do. It's just what I do. I've been through the fire. I'm a winner. I've been through the flood, I'm a winner. I've been through hell, I'm a winner. I've been through high water, but I'm a winner. I took the devil's best shot, but I'm a winner. That's why I'm still here. That's the problem, they left too much time on the clock. To a winner. You can't do that. You can't leave a winner with too much time. The Bible says, among the living, there's, hope. there's still hope. The Bible says it's better to be a dead dog, a, 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 dead, a dead, what does it say? A live dog than a dead lion. Because among the living, there's still hope. I would have fainted. Accept. To see the goodness of the Lord in the land, He left too much time on the clock. And so I got to come back and win. Got come back and win. So watch, watch. Always. Always. Then at the end it says, in every place. So, I win all the time, everywhere. Now, in my everywhere, it says, when I win, it says, he through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge. Y'all know what a diffuser is in, t- in, ter- in terms of, of, of scents, S-C-E-N-T-S, fragrances? You take a diffuser and you'll have a little bottle and they'll have some sort of oil or liquid in there, whatever it is in there, and they'll put these little reeds in there and they do what they naturally do. They draw whatever is in the, the bottle into it and it gives off a fragrance. Now, in those in the room, we can't see what's in the bottle. But the... But the reeds tell us what's in the bottle. So the world can't see Christ in us, the hope of glory. But every time we win, every time we overcome, every time we get a victory, every time we come through all right, the world gets a, a sin. The world gets a clue yes, of what's on the inside of us yeah. is Christ in us. Yeah. Oh, the hope of glory. We diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So every time, every place, all the time, every place, our victories give a clue to the world. Because the world looks at you and they try. They, you remember, remember in Acts 28 when, when Paul, uh, they almost had a, they, they did shipwreck. And when he shipwrecked in the, in the island of Malta, Malita in another translation, they get there, this over in Greece, and they get there, and he goes to build a fire. And he builds a fire, and a, a snake jumps out of the fire onto his hand. The people on the island are watching him. And when the snake jumps on him, they come to a conclusion. They say this man must be some kind of murderer, some kind of evil man who's such that he was supposed to die on the water. But because he survived the water, God wouldn't let him live. And now a snake's going to kill him because they know he's supposed to die. But the Bible says they watched him. And Paul, who always wins, who wrote that verse, shook the snake off back into the fire. But then they kept watching him. They say, yeah, you might have shaken that snake off, but the venom inside of him. People are watching you to see how you deal with your snakes. People are watching you to see how you deal with your adversity. They're watching you to see how you deal with your challenge. But when you shake it off, they're gonna keep watching you. Okay, okay, I see, I see. But wait, wait, wait. We gonna just keep watching, keep watching cause they gonna die, they gonna fall. But they kept watching. 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 And Paul didn't die until they finally changed their mind. They got a revelation. They went from saying he must be a murderer to saying he must be a god. They called him a god. God's going to cause your life to astound folks so much. Don't be surprised when they start calling, you must be one of them gods. One of those sons of God. One of those daughters of God. You must be one of God's chilling. Tell your neighbor, they're watching you. But shake it off. (laughs) Don't quit. Shake it off. Don't freak out. Shake it off. Don't call a man take it off and watch God get all the glory and give the onlookers a revelation. Y'all got it? Mm, 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 Man, man, man. Yeah, I'm about it. <laughs> I'm gonna just gonna let God do it. That's all I got time for tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit here, cause I I, I want to get into another section. I got the next section is long. Is that all right? Yeah. We got enough tonight to go home and chew on. Yeah. said, no, we always win. My victory is going to be a lesson to the world. Remember when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples? And the Bible says a storm arose on on the sea. The Bible says, and there were other little ships with him. Now, the Bible only talked about The storm affecting this big ship that Jesus Christ was on. It was affecting, now allow this, allow this, this is this good. It only was affecting the leadership. It was a ship that was out front with the leader on it. It was a leadership. Storms and the enemies are going to always come against leadership. Because the fellowship, the discipleship, the others are going to be watching to see how the leadership handles their storm. Now, don't think about just pastor and church. Parents, in your house, you are the leadership. On your business, you are the leadership. On your job, you are the leadership. Well, I'm not the supervisor. You a child of God. Wherever you go, you're the leadership. What are you talking about? So when a storm comes, all the rest of the folk going to be watching to see how the leadership handles it. I remember when Hurricane Irma was impending, threatening, barreling down on Florida, and they said it's going to come right through St. Petersburg. I remember one of, one of my uh, uh, coaches on, from a baseball team that year, uh, we were talking, texting, and he asked me, hey, what you think? I said, we're gonna be good, you got nothing to worry about. He said, I'm cool then. Now he ain't a believer, no, no. he ain't a believer at all, but he took my word. So he didn't get in, get in his car and leave town, he and his wife stayed right there, and uh, of course, you know, those, you know the rest of the story. They wanted to know how the leadership handled it. That's right? right? Come on now, you're the leadership. You know you are. It's people on your job come to you for prayer. You know why they come to you for prayer? You're the leadership. They find you. They know how to find you when they're going through because you're the leadership. So when you handle it right, your victory becomes a revelation to them. That's why you got to just let God demonstrate his magnificent power in your life for you to enjoy total victory total victory glory to God glory to God I'm going to teach some old stuff on Sunday I'm gonna get, y'all, y'all come back Sunday I'll get into some more because we're we going to go back into Zechariah 8 and we're going to hit Matthew 5 we're, we'll hit it by Sunday because the seed, yeah, the seed prospers. It's going to change your life. The way it is, it ain't about your job. Because see, a job, anybody can do that. A job, anybody can do that. that God's, God's not, that ain't, that ain't it. He's talking about what he's going to do to your seed. And he's going to bless your socks off so tough. <laughs> it's going to make you able to let your light shine. It's going to make you able to do all kind of good works. I'm going to show you some stuff on Sunday. You'll get it. You just come. You just come ready to eat. Come ready to praise. Come ready to, to, to create a habitation for God. Let's, let him visit us on Sunday. And blow the roof off since we're going to get a new roof anyway. Let God blow this current roof off. Y'all got it? If you receive that, get on your feet and give God a praise for the word of God tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody right now, you might feel like you're in the 11th hour. And the devil keeps throwing deadlines at you. Keeps throwing these dates and times at you that if you don't have it by by then, if you don't do this by then, you're not gonna make it to this and whatever all that kind of stuff. He keeps throwing that stuff at you. Tell him shut up. Still time on the clock. Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in your favor. Tell neighbor's gonna work in your favor. It's gonna work in your favor. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. To allow God to use us to exemplify his goodness in the earth that the world gets a clue he is God the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the father of our Lord Jesus Christ he's the only living God he's real he's alive there's no God besides him it's him it's him it's him, it's him. and he can do what no other power can do. No other, nobody else can do. In fact, listen to this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, not many wise are called, not many noble, not many the strong, not many all is but whatever. But he calls, he used the base things and the small things the, to, to confound the wise, to bring down, to, to put the shame those who are mighty. In other words, in simple terms, you may be sitting here saying, Pastor, that all sounds good, but I'm on food stamps. I'm barely making it. I'm just getting by. I don't have a degree. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I'm just, I'm like, You know, you are the absolute perfect candidate of anybody in the room, you are the most ideal candidate. Because when God does for you, in you what he wants to do, everybody including your mama gonna know. Your mama gonna know, child, that ain't nothing but God right there. Because that child... So don't sit here and disqualify yourself Because you think you don't have anything for God to work with. You might be the best one. Boy, let God show out of your life and leave the whole world just baffled, astonished. Amen? God can use you, let him do it. And if you're in here, you say, well, pastor, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm doing all right for myself. That's great. You're the perfect candidate to switch systems to abandon all that stuff that you've been depending on and let God use you and blow your socks off first. Just let him do it. Amen. Father, tonight we're grateful for the word that we've received. Thank you, Father, that you are the God, more than enough, the God who will cause the world to fear and tremble. You're the God who you want all men to on this planet all women everybody to know who you are to know that you're alive and well and that God you're the one who changes lives and you're looking for somebody your heart Lord your, your, your eyes are going to and fro throughout the earth right now looking to show yourself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to you we declare tonight that our hearts are loyal to you and we volunteer ourselves to be used by you Lord we want to be used by you Lord not just to receive from you but that you can use us to minister to others. That God will be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We'll know how to receive and we'll know how to minister. We'll know how to receive and we'll know how to minister. That we'll let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works and glorify you, our Father in heaven. Now, Lord, take our lives. Take our lives and do something extraordinary with our lives. Make us stand out stand out from the crowd stand out heads and tails above heads and shoulders above the heathen that Lord they'll look upon us and know that you are God and the heathen will say you've done great things for us and we will say you have done great things for us and we are glad now Father I pray that tonight somebody's faith is increased to switch systems. Somebody's faith has increased to trust you and believe you, Lord, to take the caps and limitations off of you, Lord, and trust you to do supernatural things that only the God of the universe can do. Have your way in us, and I thank you that the word will produce in our lives exactly what you're trying to produce tonight. So be it, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give God one more hand of pray.